Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and today I'm joined by the one and only Joseph George. What's up? Oh, what up? What up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. We're talking a pretty solid one today. Season two, episode four of Game of Thrones titled Garden of Bones, written by Vanessa Taylor and directed by David Petrarca. Mm. Petrarca. Cool. Is this, oh, is this the first new director? Um, we've had, been on like we've a, had run? a few. We had Alan Taylor for a few weeks mm-hmm. there, and then last week, I think we switched the vibes up to mm-hmm. Alex Sakharov, if I remember correctly. Okay. okay, okay. Yes, Alan Taylor was on a run there for about four episodes, and I think Sakharov took over for season two, episode three, and Petrarca here for episode four. Vanessa Taylor, also a, a, a pretty familiar name for those who are uh, fans of Game of Thrones. She also wrote... Academy Award winner The Shape of Water, which uh, won uh, Best Picture at the Oscars. She she wrote that. Okay. Uh, so very talented writer here, and Vanessa Taylor. She's a she's a she's a biggie. She's also a producer. You see her name a lot. You see her name in the credits pretty much every season. Uh, produced by Vanessa Taylor. But yeah, this is one of three episodes she writes. She writes hmm. uh, season two, episode four. This is her first one. Season two, episode six, and season three, episode two. So uh, we got we got a few Vanessa Taylors coming up in uh, in the future. But this is a good place to start with her because this episode had quite the uh, you know the ending mm. is one that I didn't remember as an ending, like as a cliffhanging ending, and, mm-hmm. and it's complicated because I'd remembered. I'd remembered the red woman giving birth to the shadow beast. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I remember. I remember that. But what I remember ending an episode is the shadow killing Renly. I didn't. That's the part that I, th- I didn't remember. I remember she birthed the thing, and I'm like, "What did it do?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It went yeah. on to get okay." Well, that's what's interesting is that I thought those happened in the same episode. I didn't like. Mm. That's the thing. They cliffhang this, and then it just. I think it'll just sit. All next episode until the end, which is kind of crazy. And maybe it's not the end. Maybe that's how they kick off the episode. I don't know. I'm ex- I can't remember because I, 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 it's rare that I don't remember something from this show since I've watched it so many fucking times. But, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a goodie and, uh, that will obviously be a bit later in the breakdown. Hmm. But how are you, uh, how are you feeling about this one overall? Oh, man. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. This episode, it really got me thinking of just like the different storylines. And I'm like, I'm really wondering if whenever someone, they sit someone down to like write the episode, if it is like, if they just treat it as 
writing separate storylines and just focusing on one storyline, you know, at a time and then like somehow finding a way to weave it or if it's like creating it all at once and like a coherent, you know, I don't know. But for some reason, like it's just every time you switch locations, Mm. it's so different and you're dealing with so the characters are so vastly different. But it's the same exact show. Like it's I don't know. It's crazy. It's like they're literally doing like four shows at once. And there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of satisfying transitions in this one where they'll be like they'll talk about a character and then they will switch to the storyline that mm-hmm. involves that character. And like uh, it's very, very and like that's what's interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up because I had a similar thought while watching was just like, I wonder how much the editor's room is playing a huge Ooh. factor in the way these these episodes are paced and written. Because obviously pacing, that's that's very heavily on the editor typically. Uh, but when it comes to those transitions that I was talking about, I was curious if the writer wrote them to be like that or if the editor's room was like, oh, this will be the perfect time to go ahead and go there. You know, it's just there's a lot of t- mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, gosh, that's just so there's just so much more that goes into television than you think of on the fucking surface, you know, uh. There's 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 a lot, especially in a show that's as grand as this, where it is like four different shows in one show. We got all these different storylines. Like, how do you decide? All right. Well, like you you end a scene and you're like, well, now I'm going to go here. No, you probably do just go ahead and bust out a story there, bust out a story here, bust out a story there. You know, like uh, it's, yeah. it's probably all up to the writers and their processes, you know, like whatever they're mm-hmm. up to. Yeah, I don't know. But this one, it was the thing I noticed. It was that just how. The change in stories, but keeping it in the same show, you know, and then also just the score of this episode, um, like especially the Red Woman's like theme or like Stannis, oh. um, just like oh, the dude, the, the I don't know what to call it. Just oh, it's so eerie. Oh, are you talking? Maybe, are we talking the about the scene? Blah. Like I don't, where we're where we're at that cliffside with Renly and Stannis, and they have the score underlying there. Tell me that's not Vader vibes Dude. in like Return of the Jedi. I'm Dude. like, oh, it yeah, it was two freaking brothers pulling up, basically whip you know measuring dicks, you know, be like, hey, we haven't seen each other in quite some time. What's up? Oh, you're still my brother. Cool. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get there. Uh, but like, no, the score of like, it's, it's the, score that's the score that I remembered mainly was with Stannis and. uh and Melis, not Melisandre. Is it Melisandre? Yeah, it's Melisandre. It Melisandre. There's also Missandei later on, That's which might be where, where those those things get mixed up. Um, uh, but this is also a for a show that has a storyline later on where it is nothing but a guy torturing another guy uh, in Ramsey and Theon. Uh, this one's pretty brutal. This one's pretty hard to watch. At a couple different storylines, yeah, which true. is what made me go like, holy shit, not even just one place had a tough, like, wow, we're really doing this. Both Aaron Hall for sure. Oh, and King's then Landing. King's sure. Landing's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. We got five mm. locations to okay. switch up from the last few weeks. Six. Uh, it's one, one less, you know, we didn't go north of the wall this time. We didn't head to Craster's Keep. Uh, but, nevertheless, we begin at the 
Ox Cross. Yo. Yeah. The Ox Cross? Yeah, the Ox Cross. I gotta get the map for Ox Cross. I don't think it's the Ox Cross. It's just Ox Cross. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The uh, Northern Army under Rob. Is uh, you know leading the surprise nighttime assault on the on the Lannister camp? Those those dumbasses sitting out there talking. The guy rips ass. He's like, Haha, "That's funny, <laughs> right?" Now I'm gonna get eaten by a wolf. Um, guy got disemboweled. That was pretty funny. Pretty couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Um, mm. Yeah, they were just uh, and the the cut there. Whenever Grey Wind jumps at that guy, and you just get this fade up to Rob. Like riding up, and then they fade to black, and then bring it back up. The North's won. Like it's like, oh, that's they really. That's kind even, of, I don't that's know. They, they really made it seem like Rob was warding. Like I don't like it. It really was like wolf attack. Rob then like opens his eyes. You know, I don't know. Like it, it was kind of like more hinted more at it than i thought you know like whenever i was watching like I, I rewound it to see if i was just a little crazy but like it could just be like you know it's the first shot you know obviously they're not no right the but there's thing. also the fact that this uh there's legends about rob and his wolf and that we get to even later on in this episode the propaganda mm-hmm. that you know <laughs> the lannisters spew about the north and after they beat us they ate the flesh of the victims who died. You know, like, no, they did not. Shut the fuck up. The Northerners aren't that barbaric. The wolf did. The wolf did. Um, The The wolf wolf did. did. So they didn't lie, but on a very, very small scale did that happen. And no human did. Well, I wouldn't put it past any Northerner, actually. (laughs) But, like, I, I, not, yeah. Well, that's why it's believable. You know, that's Hmm. why, that's why it's even like, yeah, you know, maybe the North is like that, uh. But uh, no, yeah, they're Rob's, not like that. Rob said it's straight for Casterly Rock. Like, mm. I didn't realize, like, because in my mind, I'm always thinking, like, he's just headed south. He's going to King's Landing. He's going for his sisters. He's going, you know, like, that's his, right. where he's just headed. But now I'm looking at the map, and it's like, no, he went, he's made, he's gone quite a bit south from Winterfell, obviously. Yeah. Of but he went, he went west um, instead of east uh, to, like, King's Landing. Like, you still got to go south to get to King's Landing, but he's like, I know he's marching over to, he's very close to Casterly Rock right now. Um, Oxcross is like, Oxcross is very, very close. It's like right outside of um, Casterly Rock. All right. All right. But it's, I don't know, I'm, this rewatch, I've like, just in my head, like the war that's actually going on. Like mm. I've just tried to get like an actual like map understanding of it too. Right. Um, like where like everyone's coming from. Holding different strongholds and such, yeah. you know, like when, whenever, uh, what was it? Was it, uh, Yara was getting sent. Was it Moat Kalen that she was getting sent to, or was it, uh, she was getting sent somewhere and it's like, Oh yeah. Like they gotta, they gotta hold these certain places to feel like they're doing anything strong. Like that's, that's some cool shit, but uh, regardless, uh, Grey Wind and the uh, Stark Army go ahead and do some fucking damage, and uh, the Battle of Oxcross is quite the victory for the North. And uh, you know, five to one, apparently, is what one of the Stark guys says. It's like five five Lannisters dead for every one of ours, or something like that. So pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Okay. That's that's like you you beat their fucking. Rob's ass. on a tear. Rob's yeah. He's not Rob's fucking around it. anymore. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, after after the battle, Rob's surveying uh, the battlefield as silent sisters tend to both Stark and Lannister alike. Uh, and his bannerman, Roos Bolton, our first our first appearance from Roos Bolton of the Dreadfort, argues that, you know, we should go ahead, kill all of them and torture whoever can give us answers. And uh, he's like, you know, we're probably not going to do that. It's probably a bad idea. Um is it just mirrors like does it does he just look like the most Lannister the most non like he's not a real Lannister, but he just looks like one. I don't know why. I every time mm. I look at him I just I just see a Lannister. Maybe it's just because mm. like he's suggesting like just what is happening at Heron Hall right now, what the Lannisters are doing, but then I guess Tywin makes a stop to it, so I don't know if he's really he's all one about of the more that, evil but... northerners. Um Yeah. He's a piece yeah, of shit, you know. That makes uh, sense. Uh, from that house. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I recently was watching uh, a movie and I was like, oh, shit, that's Roose Bolton. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, he's a he's the dude who holds the the museum hostage, like all the kids. And he like shoots at them all in a line while Wonder Woman like the lead. Yeah, he's like the lead of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy who plays Roose Bolton. Yeah. So a nice little love love Game of Thrones crossovers with anything else we're into. So I'll I'll always mention shit like that, even though like it's funny there are certain instances where it's like, oh I saw them first outside of Game of Thrones, and then there are other instances where it's like, oh I definitely saw them first in Game of Thrones, and Roose Bolton mm-hmm. is definitely one of those that I saw for the first time in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, but Rob's like, no, we're not going to be doing that. We're going to fight honorably and follow the laws of war, and. uh Roos is like, ah, you know, uh, we could get some pretty useful information. We could flay them. And Rob's like, nope, my my dad outlawed that in the north. And uh, he's like, we're not in the north, buddy. And Rob's like, wow, you're making this really hard, man. How about you fuck right off? Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna torture anybody because I don't want them to torture Sansa and Arya. That's that's really the bottom line here. It's, it was kind of short and sweet with Rob this episode but it was very a lot of good progression for him because he he saw the you know the he had like a devil and angel on his shoulders here you know he had Volton just being like all right let's use all these war prisoners for whatever we can get whatever we can out of them and kill them less mouths to feed you know the very just negative just get get it over with whatever war's war and then talisa and then she was Almost my favorite character of the episode, oh, just I for the introduction. Um, I think I'll just make it my favorite scene, though. Actually, just mm, so I can give her choice. the nod for this, um, because I do like one of my favorite tropes, um, in just all of like movies and stuff. Like, I don't know you like like kind of like the Wolverine, and you know, uh, like or big brute guy gets softened up by the the little kid or little girl, you know, like kind of trope. My trope that I like always love is whenever there's a uh, some someone going on some king and it could be a king or some revolution whatever but then it's like the their partner that keeps them keeps them grounded and you know and mm. gives them the other side of the of the view you know um yeah. in this case it's it's rob's you know future queen you know keeping keeping them humble keeping them um, Rob and Talisa giving the, us the, the little, right mind. giving me a little Ca- Cassian um, Andor and Jin vibes, maybe Cassian mm-hmm. and Bix. Um, uh, 
So it, it was, I don't know, it was a very short time with Rob and, and her. You know, not a lot of love. There's no real love there at all. You know, Rob oh. is just looking at her to look at her. Oh, that's up. That's um, he, he, he looks at her and is like, this is a woman that I am into. Yeah. And you can tell. Look at the way she sawing that foot off. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's good at that. Hey, at, at least, I mean, you know, at first I was like, oh, man, it's like, because this was a Lannister soldier i think mm. right yeah. so at, at first i'm like oh this is like a wounded stark soldier it's awful nice of rob to go try to comfort him but then i'm it's like oh cooler. wait no this is this is a lannister yeah this is an in- a wounded lannister and like actually kind of makes it even cooler you know no so. it's kind of nuts that this is like he just carries himself with an air and i know that you know richard madden's probably not 17 this is supposed to be like a 17 or 18 year old kid Dang. um yeah and he carries himself like, I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, he's a 17, 18 year old kid. He carries himself like a like a like a fucking man. Like he is he is a leader of men and he's very good at it. And uh, like whenever he slaps the thing in the dude's mouth and is like, you're going to want to bite down on that. It's a lot better than biting down on your tongue. I promise you. Like like that's a dude who sounds seasoned. He's like yeah, he's been enough. around the yeah. block. And this is a fucking kid who's like five years younger than me. Are you shitting me? Like, uh, I, uh-huh. I, that's pretty nuts. I love, I love that shit. Uh, yeah, you gotta grow yeah. very fast in a world like that. Um, no, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, the prisoner's like, nah, you know, I think I'll be okay. It doesn't even hurt. It's fine. Uh, and she's like, yeah, the rot set in. We got to really take the foot. And, uh, just a lot of just people going, no, no, I, oh God, this sucks. Holy shit. I'm in pain this week. And this one was, uh, this is an, this is one that's not torture. It's out of a good, it's out of a good place, mm. but, uh, uh, nevertheless, hard to listen to, you know, mm-hmm. the, ah, the muffled screams of a man getting his foot sawed off. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he, he's in denial too. He knows he's, mm. he's full. Like, no, oh, it doesn't yeah. hurt. No, it's all good. I'll, I'll walk it. It'll, it'll <laughs> just be fine tomorrow, uh, probably. So what we can just move on. Um, yeah, that's. That's never fun. Um, but I don't know. I was I was thinking of um, actually maybe switching from I don't know because scene it was just very small. The the thing I just like is is really the trope between the start between Rob um, and what man Talisa 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 I think I think Talisa Talisa I think Talisa sounds right. Um, but I don't know. I just really love their start. Uh, but maybe I just go with like the line that she she says to him, because um, scene is pretty big. Like the scene is not really like a scene that's like, oh yeah, one of my favorite scenes of the episode. Really, no right. Um, no, but this I'm is like, a good one. This is a, I I considered it. I considered it heavy, uh, because it is such a great introduction, especially the way that she's like, uh, you know, uh, really, like, do you really mm-hmm. like fucking for real? And he's like, hey, man, I just do I just do the thing. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't nothing but a thing to me. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah. Did uh, did he kill your dad? Did he do that? Uh, no, but the he, man like, he's fighting for did. Gave him every every time that like Rob thought that he kind of one up. You know, he yeah. was finally like, oh, I got it now. And she just came back with like, well, he was, a fisherman. he was a fisherman's son. He hadn't held a spear until three weeks ago when they shoved one in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, hey. And Shit. then, like, man, even, like, at the end when she was, like, whenever she was just wheeling off and Rob was just, like, oh, thank, like, 
thank like man, that guy should be so glad, so thankful that you were here for him to save him, and that she was just like, shouldn't you know? Not I forgot yeah, what, he was what like, she said. He was like, lucky like, that man was lucky you were here. He wasn't lucky that you were. You know, like that was. It was also kind of like, it's also kind of flirty. She's also not like, Mm. she's also not like, oh, I'm pissed at you. She's like, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hot, the whole thing you got going on right now. Uh, (laughs) You are kind of decimating on on a war path right now and uh, not, you know, I guess maybe if you are winning and, you know, you don't even want the throne really. That's okay. I mean, pretty cool. How can you not like Rob Stark? Come on. Yeah, you know, he's like, I don't want, I don't want the Iron Throne. And he's, do you care who wins? No. No, I don't. Uh, and then she's like, "Are you stupid? You're trying to go for the Iron Throne. You don't even know what you're gonna do next." Um, like, fair, uh, kind of fair point. You know, he's yeah, like, "What happens when you kill Joffrey?" Shit, yeah. man, I don't care. I mean, he, you know, Rob does have a fear. It's like to win the war first will take a long. You know, you probably can formulate your plan as you're going along. It's not gonna happen overnight, but it would be nice to know what you're fighting for instead of just saving your sisters and. Well, you know, I think the plans to emancipate the North, you yeah, know, like, yeah. uh, Guess it's beyond just... that, but that's the thing. You need a king who will agree to emancipate the North or else he'll just keep fighting. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, there's, there's levels to it there. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he's, he's just like, I want them to leave the North. I want to stay there and just wait out. Just, you know, we're just going to chill there. I just want a nice, safe life. You know, I'm going to kill Joffrey, I'm going to kill Tywin, and then we'll be cool. You know? We'll be good. Uh, but that ends the story over at uh, at Oxcross, the Battle of Oxcross. And uh, after that, we head to Harrenhal, where we see Arya, Gendry, and Hot, by, Hot Pie being uh, taken by, uh, you know, Sir Amory Lorch's group of soldiers to Harrenhal, where... Uh, Hey man, we got a little bit. We got a slight itty bitty, itty bitty retcon here. Um, oh, with the mountain, or no? Oh well, yeah, the mountain, but also uh, oh, what retcon. kind of fire? Oh. What kind of fire melts stone? Dragon fire? No, this this place just burned down. We watched it happen in House of the Dragon. Um, oh my god, it was just freaking. It was just fire. Larry, Lair- what's his name? Yeah, Larry Strong. He just set was- fire to the place. Was it the whole cast? It seemed like it. Uh, no, it was still stand. Whenever you're looking at this, it's the entire thing is in ruin. You know, like I mean, I, don't I know. guess I guess it is in worse. It is in a worse state than it like, was immediately after that. So I guess it could still get hit by a dragon. Because I feel like he burned down. Like there's Laris- a shot there's a shot of the building completely burnt after after that. Happens. Oh really? Yeah. Like they <laughs> okay. don't just they, they cut back to Heron Hall eventually and show it like steaming. Uh okay. It Here? isn't quite like this though. Like there is there is another step, I think, which could could be dragons. But uh I do have it here um pulled up if you do want to take a look of Heron Hall. Now, this is it now. Um, and it's like every tower is fucked. I mean, like even these, like I don't know why, because I feel like he burnt down like the tall one, right? Like their main castle that right. 
that he would have been in. But like, I mean, even these like surrounding like towers are fucked. Well, it's I don't even know. crazier. It's even crazier to think about what's what's left there when you think about what Heron Hall was. Do you remember the very first scene in House of the Dragon where the entire group of people are deciding who's going to be the next king? That's at Heron Hall. That this wasn't the. Ju- a... Wait, that That's wasn't. A... Nope. That was I at Heron Hall. throne room. Just no. like a different kind of angle. Of no, it, that's you know, that's Heron Hall. Like it wow. was a a ridiculously massive place to be. So Damn. like it gets destroyed at some point, and I'm excited to see like the full destruction of it. I'm curious. Like I'm going. I'm running in my head with strong burnt that bitch down, and that's just kind of it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Now I'm curious to because whenever I was watching this episode and I saw Heron Hall come up, my thirst, my first thought was like. Oh my god, like that is that's just so much more in ruin than I thought. Yeah, um, it's bad. It's bad out here. But, uh, let me, but yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm curious on the Heron Hall and House of the Dragon now. Uh, like after post burn, like what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, cuz that would have been episode 6, I think. Uh I think they literally show the burnt to a crisp bodies of the strong boys getting like carted out of there. Um, I guess, well, it looks like in the books, I mean, there's an actual, uh, the books, it's probably by dragon, but mm. yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's not, I guess just house of the dragon, Heron hall fire didn't pop up with anything. I was hoping it would just show you yeah. a good, a good, yeah. um, good little thing there, but it's all right. Um, but, uh, nevertheless, Arya's group is uh, herded in with a bunch of prisoners that uh, the Lannister soldiers have taken. A bunch of refugees from the Riverlands and the commander of the entire Lannister force is Sir Gregor Clegane, the Mountain. Mm. And uh, now, you know, uh, positions aren't are, are quite reversed with Clegane having the support of the Iron Throne to br- brutalize the Rivermen. You know, uh, Ned had previously gone, you know what? He's done. We're going to kill that guy. And then Ned died, so he's just like, cool, I get to torture whoever I want now. Bet. Um, and uh, there's a there's a bunch of, uh, you know, Hot Pie's like, what's that smell? And Arya's like, dead people, bro. A lot of them here. Drink it in. That smell is death. Uh, and, Not a uh, good place to be right no, now. No, it doesn't seem it. Uh, but uh, the Lannister soldiers under... Uh, the mountains, uh, you know, tutelage. There, uh, there. There's one known as uh, the Tickler, who's uh, sadistically torturing uh, many of the prisoners they have taken. And uh, one method is, you know, you tie a bucket containing a rat to a man's abdomen, and you hold a flame to the back of the bucket so the rat will chew its way through the man's stomach. Um, no. Hell, no, hell. The tickler. That's how. That's what the he's tickler. known. At. Yeah, oh, he my is the tickler. God. That's just um, even. That's bad. Yeah, he is the tickler. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it's not good. Uh, the prisoners are a bunch of just. No, they don't know anything. They keep asking, you know, who's the, where's the brotherhood, dude? I don't know where the brotherhood is. All right, well, we got to kill this guy. Sorry, um, he doesn't know anything. Uh, kill him. Uh, but uh. Yeah, the, uh, you know, they continue to torture and torture and torture. And 
you know, some are also asked if they know, you know, do you know about the Brotherhood? Do you know this? Do you know that? And just as Gendry is about to be tortured, Lord Tywin Lannister arrives with the main host of his army. Uh, and I was like, fuck yeah. Mm. Okay. It's, it's a weird light to paint Tywin in as like a, for this, he's the good guy. Which yeah, is he's actually nuts. saving the day. He's saving Gendry and actually yeah. just being like, are you guys stupid? You're just this killing is, this them? This is clearly a girl. Um, yeah, and immediately him just being like, there was a, there's a lot of stuff that this little scene by scene breakdown just didn't uh, didn't touch on uh, that I very much so sticks out in my mind. Uh, hot pie looking the dude looking the mountain dead in the face because the guy who always stares yeah. at him never gets picked, and then the guy who always stares at him got picked, and he was he started pissing his pants. He's like, okay, yeah. I mean, my thought was that like the guy that stares at him, the mountain is like, all right, you know what? Good on you. You can stare at me. Good enough. But then the second that one other person does it, the w- one time that you get upped, you know, when someone else is staring, you're gone. And then, yeah. like, now... Whoever stares pie, next. Yeah. So now, if I, if you were Hot Pie, that's the thing. Do you stare at the mountain? Content, do you continue to stare? I or think do you, you back down? To. You have I think to, you right? have to. Yeah. Because like, if he sees you not, not doing more. it the next day, he's like, oh, easy fucking target. You stand out to him now. That's true. You oh, have dude. to keep staring at him because at least then you stand out, but you're not bitching out, you know, like uh, if you and I can't blame anyone for bitching out. I I sure as shit would not stare the mountain down. Uh, no, and I, I would uh, definitely piss my pants. I mean, that's for sure. No, I don't know. My, no, my other favorite you. part of of this scene is Aria reciting her list for the first time. Yes, we uh, actually get it. We got Cersei, uh, we got Cersei, Illyn Payne, the Hound, and, uh, the Mountain? Was the Mountain the other one? Yeah, the Mountain's on there. No, no. He add. she adds the Mountain. Cersei, Illyn Payne, uh, pair, uh, P name. Paul. Uh, Paul, oh, did you say Paul? Okay, but yeah. she adds him too. There's, there's four originally. There's four she starts with. The Hound. The Hound, Cersei, Illyn Payne, and someone else. Jamie? Maybe it's Is Jamie. Is it Jamie? Is Jamie? Maybe it's just Jamie. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because we Regardless. should. We should have the list down. I mean, like, we do keep track of her, her list, you know. And this one, what, I mean, I feel like this is. We, we put this down as, like, the first mention. Like yeah, I feel this like is this, first is, this time. is the first real formation. But what I love is that like my favorite part of the whole list thing is whenever that woman whose son got killed earlier in the day and her brother the her sister the day before that and her husband the day before that, uh whenever he's she's like, Please can I have some food? And Polliver just jabs her in the stomach. Arya sees that and goes, Polliver. You know, she's like, you know what, you're on the list now. Wait, uh, actually? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that what happens. added him. Yeah, because he wasn't on he, the list because he, he is stole the guy. Needle, right? Yeah, he stole needle. He's the one who stabbed uh the poor little dude last episode. I think the thing is she didn't know his name, and this chick was like, "Uh, this chick was like, Oliver, please, can I have some food? Please, I'm so hungry." She j- he gets <laughs> he jabs her in the stomach, and Arya like rolls over and goes, Oliver, the mountain, uh absolutely so fantastic actually added 
Polliver then. So Polliver yes. was added here. So yes. there's the original four and then Polliver, I guess. Yeah. Polliver was added. And okay. I think the mountain was added too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Cersei, Ilan Payne, the Hound. And then please Polliver some food. Yeah, so it's just Cersei, Ilan Payne, the Mountain is what she says first. Polliver. She adds Polliver. The Mountain. Yeah, the Mountain. Okay, cool. The Mountain is after Polliver, I, I guess. I think she added them at the same so, time. So, yeah, so I guess, okay. So right, the Mountain cool. and Polliver have been added then, I guess. The okay. Mountain and Polliver. All right, fair enough. But yeah, Polliver got added this week. Fuck Polliver. He's a bitch anyway. Uh, yeah, that dude sucks. And I don't know what he did, apparently, right? That's the dude that, or, or is that someone else? Is that the guy that's on the Kingsguard, right? Right now, a, a guy that I oh, don't that's know. Oh, it's what the he dude. Did. It's the dude in this episode who tears Sansa's clothes. And yeah. Like, okay. That yeah, guy. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That guy's right. a special kind. Another of piece fuck. of shit. Yeah. Another yeah. piece of shit. Um. Yeah. No. I. Polliver's a shitty dude. I don't know him well enough to say he's as bad as Marin Trant. Uh, hmm. Marin Trant's a special type of evil. Uh, but nevertheless, hmm. uh just as Gendry is about to be tortured, Tywin rolls up and he's like, yo, y'all are some fucking idiots. Stop torturing everybody. These are a bunch of able-bodied prisoners. Put them to work. Let's get some slave labor up in this hoe. And uh, he's like, let's let's do some shit. Ari, Ari, come on up. You're my new cup bearer. That'll be good. And, uh, you know, why, why are you traveling as a boy, Ari? What the fuck going on there? Mm. For, for travel. Smart. You're my cup bearer. Come on. Um. Yeah, Tywin really strolled in there. Was like, you guys are stupid. These are all skilled laborers, probably, and you're just killing them for no no reason. Yeah, he looks what at Gendry. You? Yeah. you got a trade? What are you? What are you? Oh, I'm a yeah. I'm a smith. He looks back Fuck at yeah. looks back at the at the torturers, and Tywin's like, see, <laughs> we um, could really use a smith. Are we so well manned and so well armored that we can just afford to kill a bunch of people? Uh. But yeah, Tywin's like, dope, you're my new cup bearer, let's get it. And uh, that concludes the story in uh, at Harrenhal. So uh, nice and one two one two there. There um, we go. But that does take us on over to King's Landing, wherein uh, King Joffrey is a bit, a bit mad. He's a little angry, kind of pissed, uh, because Rob's destroying them uh he's really fucking them up uh he's pointing a crossbow at sansa he's like go ahead apologize for your brother's crimes and what sansa... a thing to cut to too like just ab like i don't know you're just cutting to joffrey just point you know like i know he's not gonna kill her like, he's I'm a sick fuck him, man but like oh my god no, that's dude. the thing though the first time you watch this you don't know that's true yeah yeah He's this just, kid is that fucking crazy where you're like, we could lose Sansa right here. We really could. Uh, like, <laughs> he is a special type of evil. This is the, this is the biggest cunt TV has ever produced. <laughs> like, you think ever? Gotta a, be up there. Gotta yeah. be up there. It's, pre it's, he's pretty bad. I mean, like, th see, there's, there's this no... argument to be had about Ramsey Bolton in comparison to Joffrey. And uh, even then, 
Ramsey's too collected. He's good evil. You know, I mean, it's evil. I don't agree with anything, but it's like if you're going to be evil, at least he's evil in that way. At least way. you're man- like maniacal. At least like you're good at it. You know, yeah. yeah. Like this is just a kid who does everything evil on a whim. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, let's just see how sadistic I can get. You know, like he's just like, yeah, I'll just keep going deeper and deeper into this pit, and we'll see how far it takes me. Uh, he's he's just a dick, man. I can't stand this little fuck, and uh. Yeah, he's brought Sansa before the uh, assembled court in the uh, newly redecorated throne room. And uh, this this almost, almost granted Sophie Turner the uh, performance nod for me. I she know. was going fucking crazy here. I know. Uh, and uh, Lancel Lannister comes on out and is like, yep, so Rob won the battle because of trickery, sorcery. They ate the skin of our men. What's up with that, Sansa? And uh, Joffrey's like, uh, Marin Trent, go ahead and hit her. Uh, goes ahead, hits her a couple of times. Leave her face, though. I like her pretty. Punches her in the stomach. Uh, rips her clothes off. She, you know, she's she's too... She, unburden her. Rips, her. rips her clothes off. And uh, Sansa refuses to give Joffrey any satisfaction of scaring her. And continues to firmly pledge her loyalty and annoyed he reluctantly concedes you know uh they need my mother insists we keep you alive so we'll just we'll just keep abiding by that joffrey sits down has marin trant beat her for a couple seconds and that's when Tyrion enters and uh he's like what is the meaning of this and the vibes of this scene Tyrion's favorite character this week, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, can it? He's dominating this season. He oh, is. he is nuts! Like this is a fantastic character this season. Uh, There's the no vibes question. of this scene, though. Like a kid who just got caught doing something they're not supposed to be doing, and he knows he's not supposed to be doing it. Even for half a second, he's afraid. Like mm-hmm. Tyrion walks in and he like looks around like, oh no, I just got yeah. caught. He knows uh, he's about to be like embarrassed in front of everybody, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, it was so good. It It's so like Tyrion just strolls in. It's like, it, and it's so obvious like to him, you know, like, like it, everyone else in the room is probably thinking it, you know, they're just so afraid mm. to say anything because who is going to say anything to Joffrey? Right, right. You'll die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no one was. No one's gonna say anything. And but he, he knows that yeah, his his family, um, I guess more direct family than than Joffrey knows. Does Joffrey know? Does like does Joffrey know it's it's Jamie and Cersei, and, or like? I, no, he, I think he. he still I, says think his father is I think he's in denial. I think like, he's denied. He, yeah, is he denying it or like but he kind of knows or does he like actually like not really know at all? I think he he knows it's a rumor, he knows it's a possibility. I think he chooses to believe it's not true. I I I don't I don't know that there's any uh I don't know that there's levels of him knowing about yeah. it. I think he just kind of he's heard about it and he's gone, "No. I'm yeah, going to go listens, ahead yeah, and believe it's right. not he true." He listens to his mom. Yeah. She, he, yeah. I mean, Cersei is already the queen, like, pretty much. Um, she's one doing, my, I mean, 
favorite things about this scene is Sandor Clegane being just seething the whole time, being incredibly mad about what's happening. Uh, Tyrion marches in. He goes, somebody cover her up. And immediately, immediately, the hound steps down, takes off his cloak and wraps it around her nice and gently. And I'm like, you see, you see, this is a good man. Don't let anyone tell you different. I love the right hound, away. bro. Oh, God. Yeah, like, he he is a real, like, I don't know, at, at the beginning, too, like, whenever Joffrey showed her um, Ned's head, mm. um, and, like, the hound was there, you know, yeah. giving her the advice, being like, hey, you know, I know this sucks, but you just you just kind of got to make do right now. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we, we will. The hound's a real one. Yeah, he, yeah, he cool. is, man. I, lo- I love this guy. And uh, Tyrion's like, yo, Marin the fuck is this man you just you, you beat little girls now uh and he's like i'm i'm a king's god i, 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 follow I listen to my <laughs> king not that i <laughs> enjoy this you know not that i am oh yeah god this dude sucks and i i i can't wait to know you know I, i'm assuming it, it do you think it'll be a thing that will come out of nowhere and i'll be like oh my god that's what he fucking did or is it like it'll build up to it and i'll be like I'll realize like what it no, is. No, he's gone for a while before that thing. Like it, it's just kind of like he's not a very prominent character for a couple seasons. And then like he just shows up and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy. And then they're like, oh, oh, God. Oh, you know, one of the one of those oh. things. Uh, he's he's an icky motherfucker. But hmm. uh, yeah, so Tyrion's like, yo, what the fuck? Um, this isn't cool. Joffrey's like, uh, you know, I was punishing her for the, for the sins of her brother. And you fucking halfwit, Tyrion says. Uh, you know, he's like, that's fucking insane. Her brother is very far away. She is not her brother. She has nothing to do with that. And now completely enraged, Joffrey's like, I am the king. I will do whatever I want. And Tyrion's like, the Mad King did whatever he want. And look, look what happened to him. Sir Maren's like, hey. Nobody threatens my king. He's like, that wasn't a threat. It was an observation. Hey, Braun, Marin speaks again. Kill his ass. That was a threat. Can you tell the difference? There's my line yeah. um, of the episode. It, man, and that's the thing is that, like, of my favorites is, like, it's just Tyrion. Like, Tyrion has been my favorite, let's see, yeah, character for the last three episodes. It's been Tyrion. It, three in a row. It's a good but, like, choice. I can't, like, if I'm giving it to someone else, it's just because I'm giving it to Tyrion too much. That's the only reason I'd be giving, like, my character nod to anyone else. Um, But, man, this line. Like, I was like, come on, dude. Like, this is why I love Tyrion, is that he he's very, you know, non-threatening to everyone off initial, you know, off initial reactions. He walks in the room, no one's really threatened, whatever. But then, like, he says stuff like this, and that man does not open up his mouth. He doesn't say another word. Like, Mm. you know, he's actually scared. Later on, Tyrion puts the fear in another. You know, like, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. He is, yeah. I don't know, he. Yeah, I do my best, I do my best to change it up every week. He's already two of my four. And I I can't, like, in this, in this season, it's just undeniable for him in this season. He's been incredible. It's his rise, man. It's him figuring out what he's good at. And like, uh, start, starting to shift his focus and it's, oh, it's really satisfying. But, uh, he escorts, he escorts, uh, Sansa on out of the, uh, on out of the room, goes ahead and picks her up, offers her, offers him her hand. 
she takes it walks out and uh he's like be honest with me i can end this i can end this you can leave we will make sure that happens do you do you want out and he she's like i am loyal to my one and only true love joffrey and i i almost picked the line he said here uh just uh you may survive us yet lady stark you know uh just because like, yeah like i think it was very this was very interesting to me i didn't really know what to think of this and if it was like Tyrion is offering her a way out right here. She sees that Tyrion is obviously, like, opposing Joffrey and, like, would be on her side. But Sansa is still playing her role and doing what she needs to do, you know. And I think he is. Tyrion, he sees that. That's what he respects, mm. is that she's still, even through all of that, is still, like, playing her role. Saying, like, you are stronger yep. than... Is that, like, so... Okay, I didn't know if I'm, like... If I was thinking about it. No, you got way. a spot on. You got a spot on read of that. Yeah. She, uh, he admires her courage in the face of sheer torture. Her life is a living hell right now. And mm -hmm. she is still willing to put up the facade that she's putting up. And he's like, God damn, I respect the shit out of you right now. You know, like, uh, I, I love that. I love that stuff, especially considering the story they see over the course of the next couple seasons. It's really cool, especially get like that's a line that on rewatch is like, oh, that's a good, that's an easy favorite, you know, because mm -hmm. she ends up being the queen of the fucking north, you know, they emancipate the north and she is the queen, not that like, true. not like warden, wardeness of the north, you know, she is the queen of the north, like that's that's some hard shit right there, but uh, hmm, is it harder than him actually threatening? Sir, what, Sir Marin? Yeah, no, that, like, that's the thing, is I that, like, uh, it, it, that's it, entirely up to you, man. Critically, yeah, it means more for the show. Yeah. Um, But, like, I guess... That was a kick-ass line. There, there were, like, Game three Thrones, or four lines that were so close to being my yeah. pick, and those, both of those were... were like, in, in Thrones, there's not many people that you can pick out of the show and actually be like, I kind of agree with you on a lot of things. Mm. and Tyrion, uh, okay he still has flaws don't get me For wrong sure, but but like much better dude large, than most people on large in this universe he's like pretty high up there um well there was even a, a line here in the next couple moments that's just like wow they're really doing it you know braun mm. braun suggests boys backed up from balls to fucking but I don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, and I am incredibly, I didn't realize we, we were trying to think of the people on the list and I was saying the names Joffrey is the first. Oh, duh. Um, yeah. Hello. Joffrey, duh. Cersei, uh, Sir Illyn and the mountain. No, sure. Uh, Joffrey's just not even worth a thought. So I don't, I just don't yeah. think about him whenever he's mm -hmm. not the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Bron's like, he needs to fuck. He's that age. He's probably just really, really backed up, man. He's just, there's just a lot of hormones coming for him. And Tyrion's like, you think this will cure what ails him? And <laughs> Bron's like, yeah, yeah. I th I've never done me wrong, you know? And, uh. No, he's, he, Tyrion says, you think dipping his wick will cure what ails him? And he says, there's no cure for being a cunt. 
this was <laughs> this was almost my other pick for my line. It's just from Braun. Braun yeah. is like Braun. I feel is like the male equivalent of Osha, kind of like the yeah. in like the kind of real world person thrown in the universe as of today. If there was a speak, you know, there's no cure for being a like, cunt. Yeah, like oh, that was fantastic. that was. I just I love Braun. Braun's just so awesome, oh, and of course he's Tyrion's like right hand man. You know? Oh, of course, like, I love uh, it. But uh, yeah, Tyrion's like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah, let's see. And uh, he he goes ahead and sends him a sends him a couple of prostitutes from Littlefinger's brothel. You got Roz and Daisy, and uh, Joffrey's like, that's cool. Start touching her. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm not really into this. Uh, hit her. Okay, yeah, spanking. That's cool. We can get down with that. That's some fun shit. Let's do it. Uh, hit her with this. He takes off his belt. Okay, yeah, we're taking it up a notch, but still, this is not the craziest shit I've been asked to do. Um, all right. Uh, harder. Okay, harder. Okay, harder. Uh, grabs Roz by the face. I said harder. This woman's crying on, on the bed here. Um, Goes ahead, hands her a club of some sort, holds her a crossbow point, and is like, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, she's like, I don't think your uncle will be too excited to see this. He's like, no, I want him. I want him to know. Go ahead and take her body to his room after you're, after you're done. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is disturbing to say the least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it, and it just kept getting worse and worse. The belt was bad, and then, like, Whatever the next thing was, that you is, know, that is a horrifying a, instrument, a weapon, basically at that, you know, that's just, he just handed her a weapon at that point. Um, man, yeah, that was just disturbing shit. And it's just it like Roz has, what else does Roz do? You know, like, that's the thing is like, she's Roz goes through it. My God. The other girl, I feel kind of feel worse God. for her. Oh, of course, naturally. Um, yeah. Um, ah. No, yeah, that shit was terrible. I don't even want like it's just it was so. We already know Joffrey sucks. Yeah. Yeah, we do. How much? How badly do we need this? It's like. You know, you think someone's hit rock bottom. And then he just pulled out a shovel and kept digging. Like he No, just... that's the thing, bro. Like this does effectively make me dislike him even fucking more. Which I didn't realize was possible. And I think they just truly were like we said at the end of season one, they're just trying to see how much they can do on TV. You know? Uh this was pretty fucking brutal. Like this yeah. is, this is a top tier. Like when we got to the scene, I was like, Oh fuck. I blocked this out. You know, like I don't remember this with reason. I made myself forget like this is hard to watch. And, uh, yeah, not much else. I really want to say on it. Uh, it's just, I don't know how badly we needed all of it. You know? Um, yeah, it could have, been 
literally he says the lines and says his intentions of like hey you're going to do this to her you have no choice and then it cuts away and then you just hear screams could have been you know yeah. very easy out of but i mean it was front and i mean like yeah there's well, and even it was even taking it up that, the notches like, that they did, you know, like I am. It's all fucking terrible the way that he's doing it. Uh, you know, y'all can be into whatever you're into as long as it's consensual, you know. Um, sure, but uh, this is this is rough. Um, a a, a bit too a bit too much so, and you know I think you could have properly portrayed it. Just, you know, he hands her the belt, keeps telling her to to do it harder, and then holds her a crossbow point. I don't think we need a fucking weapon involved. I know that that elevates it to an even worse place, but it's pretty bad to hold them at fucking crossbow point. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's already like, oh, this is this is terrible. This is bad. Oh, and I love how he has to wind up. The crossbow too. Oh, and it was so ominous and so scary when he was doing it. They were just like, "Your grace, please, no." And he's like, "Roz actually does." You know, she's like, "Too much pain will ruin the pleasure." You know, like a sad, like, like, "Oh my god, please don't make me do this." You know, like kind of way. Like, oh man, God, that shit was terrible. That shit was terrible. But uh, can't wait to see that dude. Thank God. The life drained from his body. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. We will spend 20 minutes celebrating the, the downfall of Joffrey's death. We will, yeah, What the opposite of a moment of silence. We, we will, will have scream. Straight for 20 we, minutes. We will, we will cheer. We, we, we will do chants. But uh, yeah. next up is a much, much better scene uh, as Tyrion... Works in his chamber late at night. His cousin Lancel comes knocking on the door, all high, high and mighty to the hand of the king, delivering orders to release Grand Mycel, uh, Grand Maester Pycel. And you know, Lancel clearly doesn't like Tyrion, calls him imp. And uh, every time someone says imp and emphasizes the P so fucking hard, I'm like, you're just a piece of shit. You're a mm-hmm. fuckboy. Mm-hmm. And curious, Tyrion's like, why so late? delivering this message it's the middle of the night what's up with that um and you know he's like uh i just deliver the message whenever i'm told to deliver the message and Tyrion's like haha very odd that you would be coming from cersei's bedchambers in the middle of the night odd let me shut the door real quick uh lancel's like no she works she often works from dusk until dawn and uh he's like oh i'm sure i'm sure he walks past him Lavender oil, man. She always did love lavender oil, even as even as a youngin. And uh, Tyrion's like, "So you were made a knight? That's cool. Was that before, or after you and Cersei started fucking?" And Lancel just falls apart. He's like, "Your father, he ordered me to obey her every command." And he's like, "Oh, did Cersei force you to have sex with her too? Yeah, did he?" Did Tywin tell you to fuck his daughter? Yeah. Did he tell you yeah, that? Would, would he be cool um, with that, you think? Um, oh, do you think it'd be cool if, if Joffrey knew? Actually, ooh. I think I'm on my way right now to tell him now that yeah, I'm I think I'm going to go it. let him know. Uh, <laughs> and Lancel gets down on his knees, pleads for his life, begs. Tyrion's like, oh, I won't tell. But, you know, you're going to go ahead and tell me everything Cersei does. Uh, and that'll be the way of things from now on all right and Tyrion literally made 
that man get down to like Tyrion towered over him. Yeah. Like, you know, during that time, uh, which is just, I don't know. Like he's without a doubt, the character of this episode. Oh, it was I, fantastic. I, like it's just, he's, he dominates his hand of the King role is perfect right now. Um, just the way he, like, he's very smart, you know, like I am not going to let what happened to the previous hand of the Kings happen to me. And he's hmm. doing a very, very good job, um, right now. I'm um, doing so, but yeah, fuck Joffrey, man. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, I, uh, oh. it, it, it will be a nice celebration. We're less than 20 episodes that. out now. We're less than 20 episodes out. Yeah, we need a countdown. Um, yeah, because it's one season more to four, go. episode two. So, because we Fuck. got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, another ten after that, so sixteen, and then two after that, eighteen. Eighteen episodes okay. left. There we go. Wow. So uh, it'll be it'll be a while. Oh, they bit, but... they make that shit hell for three seasons and two episodes. You know, even the episode he dies. There's a lot of stuff with him in that episode where you're like, God, somebody kill this little fuck, you know? Uh, and finally, someone does. But uh, nevertheless, next up, we are in the Stormlands where Lord Peter Baelish arrives at Renly's camp as a political envoy from uh, from King's Landing. And he tries to gain mm-hmm. Renly's trust by implying that if Renly does march on the capital, he will help him take down the Lannisters from within you know what if when you got there the gates were open would that be cool would that help you uh, and it is rather unclear if he's lying but you can mm-hmm. also tell that he's ready to jump ship if the Lannisters lose and Stannis is not an option for him uh, and Renly is tempted by the notion despite his you know disdain for Littlefinger and then he uh, he goes on to have a conversation with Queen Marjorie in which he tries to kind of intimidate her by hinting that her by hinting that he knows that her husband is a homosexual, mm. and uh, he does not anticipate that Marjorie already knows and does not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I almost, and I don't know the one that I'm just really stuck on is performance. Um, that I was going to go with. And I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I think it was just her, the way she handled the situation was strong, but I don't think she had like the strongest performance of the episode. Right. Necessarily. Right. Um, but like, I, I really loved how, um, she was just very confident in her, you know, she's like, just not many people get a toy with little finger, you know, oh, and she like does. he, yeah. And he, she, Yo, he is usually I, this the, is one. the one character who does not get nearly enough credit for how good she plays yeah. the game. Yeah, I know. She is like, so fucking good at the it. Start. Yeah. From the start. I guess she, she was born. She's got money, which helped, you know, help. She's got no, money yeah, already. For sure, but she's, she's also a woman. The, but yeah, she's, she's getting in, you know, war starting. She's got in on probably like the people's favorite. Yeah, I'd say right now because like of who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne? It's not Rob. Rob doesn't she, want. She it. firmly believes that he's the best candidate, and... and she is queen right now. Yeah. So like she's already at the top of the totem pole. It's not even like she has a you know like she gets to King's Landing and it just like she just keeps climbing even more. You know, um, but yeah, she's 
she's something. I don't know. Oh, I love that character, man. And Natalie Dormer just does a fantastic job portraying Marjorie. And uh, that was another really strong scene. Just everything that happens in the Stormlands here with Littlefinger is very strong because uh, the next stuff leads him to Catelyn Stark, who is still very pissed about the betrayal of her husband. Uh, you know, uh, and Baelish is like, your husband was a good man, but I've always loved you since I was a young lad. Since I was a young lad, Ooh. I can't help but feel that ho- that fate has given us this. Sh- she pulls a knife on him, is like, "Shut the fuck up and get out." Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, dude, timing. You know, like I understand. You know, you've been waiting a while. Um, not the hus- time. This is wait a little even, longer. Not even close to the time. Um. You know, it, it's just sad how he has to, like, operate because, like, then he gets shut. He In his head, he was like, all right, this is going to go really well, and this is going to be like, oh, my God, she'll she'll actually want me now because she's lonely. You know, so, like, you knew in, like, his head he thought this was going to work. He gets shut down immediately, gets a knife pulled on him, and now he's like, well, now I have to connive and be Littlefinger and make force you to have mm. to talk to me by being yeah, like, then I he's hope like, you love all right, your daughter. Fine. Yeah, like, he's like, alright, fine. Yeah, how about this? Uh, I got an offer from Tyrion. Uh, he wants a prisoner exchange. Release Jaime and she'll send, he'll send you both Sansa and Arya. He does not have Arya. Um, Sansa, more beautiful than ever. Arya, just as wild as ever. Um, I thought that shit was so dumb. There was something about the, those lines, the, those line deliveries that I was just like, I, did, I didn't like that. Um, and uh Catelyn's like, yeah, like Rob would ever go for that. Okay. That's that's just not gonna happen. I also love the idea, just love the idea that after Tyrion talks to Sansa earlier in the episode and goes, Be honest with me, do you want out of this? I can make this stop. He's already been like, I know you want out of this, and I've already taken the steps to get you out of it. Mm. Like I, I already have sent Littlefinger to negotiate to get to get your release. You know, like uh, he's obviously not telling her that, but that's already something he's got working. Yeah, I guess that's uh, true. That is that is why Littlefinger's actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that guess, is why he's there. Yeah, because in, in my head, I I was just thinking it was for his own his own personal gain right now. But no, it was at the end that Tyrion was like, "Oh, I know you were the centerpiece of my next my next plan." Yep. So, I, oh, okay. Wow. So Tyrion, man, he's even, even, even cooler. God, damn. even cooler, just even yeah. cooler. And, uh, you know, Peter's like, uh, all right, as a show of good faith to show that we would go through on this, uh, Tyrion did a little something extra. And this was the part of the episode that cinched Michelle Fairley as Catelyn Stark as my performance. Uh, when she turns around and sees this box, just every like even before that was all really good. This part made me cry, and it's never made me cry before. Uh, I was like, "Oh, dude, I forgot about yeah." This is like it's undeniable. Yeah, dude, her she being is like, "Get good. out!" Yeah, like get out, and then and, just... and at that point, you think what's the obvious choice is for her to break down crying as soon as he leaves. But instead of breaking down crying, she recomposes herself and shuts the box. And it's just like just choice after choice by Michelle Fairley. There was so fucking good. She did incredible throughout that scene. And uh, it was an easy choice for me. Uh, once once I saw that scene, I was like, it's Michelle Fairley. Uh, That's it fair. Just has to you be. know. 
Because I was the only other person that I think could go for the performance nod would be Peter Dinklage, just for how much he was in the episode and how much right. he had very to prominent just, you know, on screen a lot. But like to actually perform, like Michelle, like she had to do that in front of Ned for one. So that's alone probably more than Tyrion had to do for the episode. And then all the scenes prior as well, like her with Littlefinger, um, and do, like just pulling the knife out immediately. I don't know, like that confrontation was was nothing to like. No, like all of it was fantastic from her in this episode. Yeah, have, she did incredible. I have to agree with you there. Yeah, I don't, all right, yeah. It's not fair to really give it to anyone else um, after yeah, she, after there, that there, scene. Yeah, there are just a few a few parts of this show where it's just like, yep. Michelle Farrelly is the one. And oh, there's, there's and no that score it. to the Stark score, like whenever, like I can, it's crazy. I don't know. It's it's actually insane that I can. I don't feel like I could remember like the the score of Melisandre and Stannis before, but now it's like, I guess I mean I am watching it, but now it's like I know it as like kind of their theme, you know, right. Now. Um, and the Stark theme, like the the devastating Stark mm. theme, because uh, yeah. it a lot, it just happens so often that they're going through something. Um, man, I don't know. The music in the show is just so good. Ramin Djawadi, man, he is a fucking beast on the composer side of things. But uh, next up in uh in the Stormlands, we've got King Stannis arriving at Renly's camp along with the Red Priestess Melisandre and Sir Davos Seaworth in his retinue. And Stannis is like, yeah, so you want to go ahead and relinquish your claim? I'll even let you serve on your old spot as old spot on the council. And Renly's like, yeah, no, no, we don't want you. None of us do. Nobody does. Uh, you, you spend all your life trying so hard to not have friends, but tough, tough titty, man. If you don't have friends, you can't be king. Uh, and uh, Renly, along with with his crew, go ahead and you know be like, "So what the fuck's up with that sigil, man? Mm. What's going you on there? Why, I suppose it would why be. Why is it on fire, bro? <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty confusing if we had the same the same you know sigil going on. I'm glad you did it. I'm just curious. What's it mean? <laughs> uh, he has chosen the fiery heart of the Lord of Light. <laughs> Dumb. And that's just kind of how all they like. That's that's fucking stupid. I never took you for a fucking uh, man of God, and you never were. So that's that's. I see why now, though. I heard rumors. This lady is hot. Uh, good on you. Um, and Catelyn's like, look at you two, you little fucking dicks. If I was your mother, I would go ahead and clonk your heads together. Get along, your brothers, and. uh Stannis is like, so yeah, Catelyn. By the way, what the fuck? Yeah, your husband you died. There? Yeah, yeah, your husband died so that I might be king. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, whatever. And uh, in a in a display of leniency, that's a bit uncharacteristic, you know. Stannis offers he'll give him his old seat back on the council and even name him as his heir until he has a son. Mm. And Catelyn reminds him that they they have a common enemy in the Lannisters, but he's like, nah, anybody who faces me 
is is my enemy, you know. So I'm gonna go ahead and keep fighting Renly. Uh, and Renly's like, "We're gonna beat your fucking ass," like I promise. And Melisandre leaves with a warning: "Look to your sins, Lord Renly, for the night is dark and full of terrors." And Renly yeah. watches as his brother fades into the distance and asks everyone, "You know, can you believe? Can you believe that I I love that guy? Can you believe that was my brother?" <laughs> Who do you think won this confrontation here? Who came away victorious? No, I, I don't. Kind of like neutral? that's the thing is I that they like... both. I think. I think a first watch, I might feel differently about it, but the fact that both of them end up fucking dying, it, it just they both lose, you know. So like, it takes the steam out of their interactions a little bit, uh, knowing that they're both doomed. But I do think that in this interaction alone, it's actually neither of them, and it's Melisandre. I think she kind of wins this interaction because everyone's like, mm. yo, she's kind of dope. I get it. That is fair. And she gets it. She's very uh, good at getting her non-believers to be like, oh, okay, well, fuck. Now I have to like. Well, now I get it. Now, uh, fuck, now I get you know, it. I, like, I mean, well, well, that's, I guess, you know, the very end. But like, she's, we we said we got to give credit to uh, to Marjorie. But give credit to Melisandre, you know, as yes. well. She's, she, she she's knows good. what she's doing. She's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, that we next see Stannis uh, on a ship with Davos at his side. He's like, your, your knuckles bring you good luck? He's like, oh, it reminds me of where I came from and where I'm headed. And uh, Yeah, Stannis was the one that did this to him. Yeah, yeah. Punished him for being that, a smuggler. That, man, that's rough. Yeah, and he's like, "In your your justice is true, you know. Or I'm I'm glad you took me on where you took me on, and I'm I'm glad to do it." And he's like, "Yeah, it's cool, man. This reminded me of the the scene in Ant Man whenever uh, Paul Rudd's like, "Yeah, and uh, you know, I promise I'm gonna I, I'll stop doing what I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm done stealing shit." And then he's like, "So what do you want me to do?" He's like, "I want you to break into a place and steal some shit. This is mm. this is that, but with Stannis <laughs> and Davos." Uh, yeah. Oh no! And, uh, I've been clean for eight, seventeen, eighteen years, whatever. He's like, he's like any cool, short, any time. But and then, but yeah, like, immediately though, he's like, I- I'm still that guy though. He's yeah, like, I can, I'm the smuggler, bro. You want that shit done? I'm there. I'm Han Solo in this bitch. And uh, Melisandre asks him, you know, when they're making their way on on the shore. You know, I, I see the way you look at me. I know you want me. And Davos is like, what the fuck? I literally don't. And uh, she's like, I know you want to see what's under all this. Good news. You will. And it's like, what? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, like... that's one thing. Uh, this is the first episode where I've been watching and some of the dialogue I heard just made me go. See, now that's dumb. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't know. Like, what's the point even of that? Like. Could have just taken him into the cave. In silence, I, I, it would have been even more ominous. Oh no! Is she is is it is it just more of like her trying to sway? Maybe they're like priming the viewer to know, like because there's that part where she like turns around and she has a robe off. I guess that might have been a bit jarring if I didn't know she was going to be taking her shit off. Uh, I guess I instead know. of it, like she's leading on it, it, it she's like it's leading on to think, oh, she's gonna like. They're going to get together and they're going to fuck. But now it's like, no, you're just going to see me naked because I'm giving birth. I'm giving birth. Yeah, it's a misdirect. In a show that is overwhelmingly sexual, I think it was supposed to be like a, Hmm. oh, gotcha. 
not sexual this time. She's birthing a shadow monster. And uh, that part of the episode does get my favorite scene uh, whenever he's like, uh, funny that your Lord of Light would have you working in the shadows. And she's like, shadows can't exist without light. What's up? I mean, she's uh, right. She is right. She is right. Uh, And he's like, all right, touche, touche. He sets the lantern down, turns around. She's disrobed. She's all of a sudden got a very pregnant belly. And he's like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Uh, The light starts flaring even harder. He's like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it. That baby, like her and Stannis, like they just, wasn't that the cliffhanger last episode? Oh, yeah. Like that just happened. That just happened. Uh, Like this, like a day. Like, no, yes, this is, this is not a, this is not a, nine months have passed. No, she was not pregnant, and now she is fully pregnant. Uh, I mean, she is happened. like, what, how old? Hundreds, and, uh, almost 200 years old or something like that. Probably. <laughs> I love how there's just so much magic in the show, and they just never give a fuck to explain. I love it. I love like, it, frankly. Children of the Forest. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're fucking children in the fucking forest, man. Deal with this it. magical. Um, this she can give birth to a magical shadow monster within. They got one cute day. little bombs that blow up, you know. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Um, yeah. Regardless. Uh, Honestly, Melisandre, it makes it. It kind of makes it better. I think so. I think if it got bogged down in trying to, like the way people like were like, oh, we never learned why the, the White Walkers do that little spiral thing. Bro, did you want a scene of like five minute exposition where they're like, yeah. and this is why they like turn to the camera and they're like, the more you know. And then yeah, they cut exactly. into like a, it's like, I don't, it, I don't know. That's the problem I'm going in like with the MCU right now is that like it's getting so technical to the point where like you have to think of, multiversal travel and what that means you know what kind of consequences that means and like it's actual science that they're going with so like there are real rules to it that they have to follow but like sometimes they don't for story writing but like in this way it's just yo if you want some magic shit to happen do that magic magic. yeah and and it's gonna do something in the show it's gonna be cool it's gonna be mysterious you're not gonna know where the fuck it came from but here you go creepy shadow baby yeah, love it. I love it. This was my favorite scene of the episode. That's what I declared my favorite scene was the birthing of the shadow baby, simply because it's one of the most memorable scenes in the entire show. And frankly, from a visual effects body horror standpoint, this is crazy good. The like uh, her belly, like actually, yeah, like yeah. Uh, I don't even know what's horrifying. Call that. The way that I remembered it being like pure shadow, but you, when it comes out, it's like. Squelch, squelch, and it's like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, also, what's cr- another thing that kind of cinched this as my favorite uh, scene of the episode is that this is terribly important for Davos to see this. Um, mm. it it causes him to start believe that there's something bigger out there at work. There's clearly something else going on. Uh, it causes him to take the body of Jon Snow to the Red Woman. And go, I've seen you do some pretty crazy shit. How about you bring this motherfucker back to life? We could really use hey, that. Hey, that's actually pretty uh, huge. That's, that's pretty huge. huge. That is huge. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what's crazy is, like, the journey Davos goes on. Like, the reason I love Davos so much is because he ends up being, like, John's right-hand man, which is, mm. like, super dope. Uh, it's such a big upgrade for him going from Stannis to 
to John. Uh, it's just so much better that way. Mm. Uh, but this is like a first little step on the road to being like, yo, there's some crazy shit out there. Uh, yeah, I forgot should... about the philosophy, or philosophy, the um, prophecy, um, because there's a little bit more uh, philosophy talk. Philosophy, fuck. Uh, prophecy <laughs> talk a little. Like, he was born through the salt and the and the something. What um, is he? Is he a is he a fucking yeah, steak? You, is he a ham? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. And it was pretty funny. Like, um, but I was trying to think of like how that applies to John, um, if it's like you know, because if this prophecy is, it's not really Stannis, you know, um, but the salt and the meat and I don't, I forgot what it was. Um, it was the salt and the steam, maybe something like that. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I but I think but... I don't know. Prophecy talk is is here nor there really. That's not No, nah, yeah, I tend to agree. But, uh... I think it's just it, it it just like the magic stuff, it's a bit all over the place because they don't mm-hmm. care to it's it's they created a prophecy. It's it's in all things that have a prophecy. Prophecies literally exist to be interpreted. So whenever people are like, this prophecy doesn't obviously apply to this character. Mm. Fucking sorry. It's a goddamn prophecy. I know it's fiction and stuff and they could have done, they could have tried to make it apply a little bit better, but like, wouldn't that be even like stranger that like, I don't know. It'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like, whoa, I hate when a prophecy actually (laughs) makes sense. You know, like, no, that's always cool, but it's just it'd be better to have people believe that it's one person. And then at the end, it's like, Oh my God, though you've been believing the wrong thing the whole time. It's actually this bastard random side character the whole time. Yeah, and it's like, right. And what the show is all about. So I guess they, they knew what they were doing with the process. They knew what they were doing. Stuff, they did. So. They did indeed. But that did conclude the storyline in the Riverlands. And it brings us to Koth. Oh, we oh, meet yes, to the 13. Koth. Hello, Mother of Dragons. Aren't you a pleasure to have at our gates? Hoth did not become the best city that ever is and ever will be without... Blah, whatever I... Koth. <laughs> My lord, I am not a lord, for I am a mere trader of the spices. Uh... My name is merely impossible for you to pronounce. I won't even tell you because you just won't be able to understand. You won't. It is be terribly able to... difficult for outsiders to understand. And then she's, and then like later on, he's just like, "Here's everybody else's name. I'm just the Spice King." Uh, what but is nevertheless, this guy? what? He's in something else. Oh, the actor. Yeah, this dude's mad familiar. I, uh, I have not looked into who this guy might be played by though he's played by nicholas blaine nicholas blaine nicholas nicholas blaine okay what it's the voice i think harry potter he's bob in harry potter and the order of phoenix who's who's bob in the harry potter order of phoenix couldn't tell you, but I'll, I'll continue. Uh, the return of one of the blood riders, Cavaro. Uh, Danny's like, oh shit, what's up? That's not your horse. He's like, yeah, it was gifted to me by the city of Karth, the 13. We should go there, man. And uh, they're like, all right, dope. Uh, she, she's like, 
yo, J- Jorah, what do you know about the, the city of Karth? And he's like, only that the, uh, the desert surrounding Karth is known as the Garden of Bones. And anyone who is turned away by Karth, the, the garden grows larger. And they're like, we don't have much choice. Let's head over there. And so the Kalasar ride on up where the 13 greet her. And uh, it's a, a group of well of wealthy nobles and merchants. Uh, the leaders of Karth emerge, and they're guarded by shielded spearmen. She's like, "Yo, what the fuck? I thought they said they were willing to receive me." And he's he's like, "Well, if a Dothraki horde is approaching, you might do the same." Uh, and she's like, "Horde? <laughs> yeah, like I, I love this. Is just a small detail about just like general uh, prejudices uh, against people in." in fiction and in real life, like within a culture, they call their group a Kalasar, but everyone else calls their group a horde, you know, Mm. which is an ugly, just destructive word. And, you know, fair when applying to the Dothraki, they're an ugly and destructive people. But uh, for them to just the, the sort of cultural differences were everywhere else. They call it a Dothraki horde, or at least in Westeros, and then yeah. to be like, I mean, they did say they were like, we would be pretty stupid to just let Dothraki just in our gates willy nilly. They'd be yeah. like, that probably wouldn't be the best idea, and they're not wrong. Mm, um, no, if Dothraki sees a city like that, like, oh my god, they're just gonna. Oh yeah, we're gonna loot this bitch. And that's yeah. what's funny is over the next episode specifically, there's a whole scene where they're like, they're like trying to steal shit, and Daenerys has to be like, no, 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 and they're like, but, but gold. But it's but it's, it's, just, it's right there, and I can just take it. It's, I really I, could. It's just that simple. But uh, what, one of the 13, the Spice King, speaks for the group, and uh, they request that the mother of dragons present her children. And Daenerys mm-hmm. is like, no, nah, I think uh, I think we, uh, we ought to eat before then. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll show you my dragons later. And they're like, hmm. I don't think we have a deal here. I don't think we have a deal then. That's a, that's a bad that's a bad deal. And uh, Daenerys goes and delivers my favorite line of the episode at that point uh, because it's so telling. Sorry, medicine time. <laughs> my bad. When my dragons are grown, we will take back what was stolen from me and destroy those who wronged me. We will lay waste to armies and burn cities to the ground. Daenerys says that in season two, episode four. Mm -hmm. I would like everyone who thinks that her turn is fucking random to pay attention for the love of Christ. Did she hit Koth first? I guess technically the dragons did light that dude in the pier or whatever up. Marine. I don't know. She. uh, Yeah, that's curious. Did she burn? Because she says that Karth, Koth, whatever, will be first. Karth. She says, like, I will burn you guys down first, is what she says. Uh, yeah. I wonder if, because I remember the weird, really weird dude dies. I remember that. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, no, there's a, I don't remember them burning Karth down. I don't think they do. I think. Uh, this isn't the same city where, no, where they like crucify people along. No, that's, that's, that's somewhere. also the city with the pyramids. Oh, pyramid. That's that's the pyramid there. Yeah, this is just like a citadel, weird like yeah, tall building that is too big for what it's like yeah, not yeah, that's right. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I dig it. Uh nevertheless, uh 
she, you know, she vows to rain upon them fire and blood. And, uh, Jorah's like, Hey, just, just, let's just chill out a little bit, man. I don't know that we need all that. And, uh, you know, the spice King turns around. He's like, spoken like a true Targaryen. Well, goodbye now. Ta-ta. And, uh, he turns around, starts walking towards his group and Zaro Zoendoxis steps up. Oh, and the way that that dude said it too. You know, like, I'm imagining that Charles his name is... Rowan Toxus. I'm imagining his name is similar to this. Yeah, can't be And he, he's imagining that this is too far for Daenerys to pronounce, you know. Yeah. Like, I think this is the example of what he thinks is too complicated for yeah. them to pronounce. Because he said it like... This chick learned how to speak Dothraki, bro. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah, she can speak High Valyrian, Dothraki. Um, the common tongue, basic, I guess, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, is is, it, is that it? Basic is the, is what it's called in Star Wars. It's I was gonna say Star that's Wars. a Star Wars thing, right? That's yeah, not a yeah. okay. I think um, it is just the common tongue in uh, hmm. in Westeros. And man, I loved whenever this. Oh yes, me guys spouted off that that dude. <laughs> yeah, name. see, we're um, not about to let Dothraki savages into our gates, are we? I see. And uh, Zaro Zoendoxus is like a uh, well. This will not stand. I invoke Sumai. Uh, cuts his hand. Uh, I love invoking Sumai. I think it's something we should do on this podcast regularly. Oh, dude, that'd be insane. I mean, that's, that's a way to know you're in, you know, like, right. That's fair. I don't mean like, I don't mean like cutting our hand, but just Mm -hmm. like invoking Sumai verbally, I think I'm okay with. (laughs) <laughs> but it has to be when everyone else is so opposed and you're like, no. What do I you guys invoke do? Sumai. I invoke. I will actually slice my hand and cause an infection that might kill me in this time era. You know, like yeah. an actual danger to my life. And I also um, love, he goes, I invoke Sumai and the Spice King's like, hey, it's on you then, Brett. <laughs> That's all yeah, you it's then. on your head. You got this. Uh, and Whatever. like, they're all just like, dope. He invokes Sumai. We have to follow Sumai. Yep. I mean, open the doors. Fuck. Daenerys he, he cut his hand open. Like, okay. Uh, and they go ahead, head on in, and that's that for this episode. Uh, it was the goodie, man. Do we we knocked out all the favorites then, right? I believe we did. Yeah, and I think I will stick with uh with Rob, um, and Talisa at the beginning. Oh um, yeah, I love it. I think I, I will it. stick after hearing everything. I, I mean, there are some more impactful scenes uh, for the show, definitely. But um, I just love that trope and the start of of their relationship. Hmm. Uh, I think is really cool. So I'll keep that um, and and solidify that. But yeah, I do think we got we got everything covered. Um, no Hodor's, I, I guess. No Hodor's. No Hodor's. Arya didn't kill nothing. Uh, but the mountain and Polliver were at it. They're added Joff- to the list. Joffrey, Cersei, Cersei Illyn, Illyn Payne, Payne, the Hound. Were the OG. Yeah. Um, and All right. Now the, ma- now the Hound and the Mountain. You know, at least we got the, both. We got brothers. the brothers. Two uh, brothers. Two brothers in a van. <laughs> and Polliver will meet his demise soon Yes, enough. he will. He will. Before long. Uh, so. But that brings us to the rating uh, for this one enjoyment wise this was like i said this was the first time i've been watching the show and on multiple occasions heard something said and went like yeah that's what we're saying here yeah Uh, 
this has one of the more unnecessary, brutally violent scenes against a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hard, hard to watch. Um, I can take a little, I can take a little torture on TV. You know, I can take the putting the, putting the bucket with a rat in it to his stomach and lighting it on fire. That's even tough. You know, that's, that's like, whoa, we're getting there. The stuff I mean, they did. They could have actually gone worse because no, there for was sure. a guy at the beginning in Heron Hall that was getting stretched slowly Ooh. to death and all you, you just heard it, yeah. you know, like it, they didn't show it, but he was slowly stretching it. Every time they cranked it, it was a slow crank and it, he would scream every time they would crank it. And then eventually he just stopped screaming, you know? So I don't know yeah. what they were stretching or what, you know, what, oh my God. Yeah, just a... So they could have shown that, but like, yeah, and that that's, that's the bad. thing though. I can't go, that's the thing. I think it's the lowest enjoyment of the season, but I can't really comfortably go like below an eight for everything no, else. I happened. can't either no. because it was still a damn good episode. There's just multiple things holding it back as yeah. far as just my, my pure enjoyment of it. This is not like there were moments in this episode where I went, oh, I don't like this or, oh, this is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, And in that, I do think an eight is probably fair because even so that's how good this show is at the mm-hmm. beginning of this show. This episode had multiple scenes. I had a tough time watching, had a couple line deliveries and line writings that I was like, Oh, I don't know if I like that. And even so I'm like, this was fucking incredible. This was still a better episode of television than most episodes of television. You know what I'm saying? That's what's crazy about game of Thrones. Dang. That's true. It's like, you, it's so good. The show's so good that you notice the flaws even more, sadly. Mm. But yeah, it's still good enough to where it doesn't really matter. Like you're, I don't know. It's and this is just episode four, you know, of of a season. Um, it's still kind of like it, it always happens. They're getting warmed up, and then they have mm. that that heat. Just absolute last half of the season just goes just goes yeah. hard. Yeah. It's it's a it's a common pattern. Um and we're we're almost to hit that rise. Uh it's gonna start if if the numbers, you know, don't lie, it's gonna start getting good next episode, actually. Is oh, the start yeah. of the rise. So, so hey, I be. think uh I think next episode is when we get Jock and Agar doing shit. I did I, after exiting this episode and seeing the like episode uh five thumbnail and it was just him chilling in a window and i was oh, like yeah. oh fuck he gets yes. up to some shit next week I'm that's like, a good oh but, um, fuck yes let's talk genre wise for this week it is a pretty good episode of thrones uh mm. as far as like what you would typically expect of a thrones episode now the thing is is i don't think they executed on those things uh uh as well as they could have yeah. like uh like, like he, he got I a lot of politicking. Got a lot, a lot of politicking. But I think I would go. I think again, I might be at an eight. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where I am. Like it's, it is. I think the lowest of the season, which it, it is. You know, we've given a nine as the lowest. That was episode two. So I mean, I, yeah, I think I, seven just feels too low. But I don't know. Even like eight five just feels too high. Like the fantasy. Was really only Melisandre, really. Um, 
which I mean, I'm not going to say it was weak. It was pretty. That's pretty strong. Yeah, pretty strong. Good cliffhanger. Um, I guess a forgettable one though, because mm. we really just remember what the shadow monster does, and not that like it just exists in the first place. You know, we know right. It's a thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think eight's fair again. Um, and I don't think. <laughs> Are you not far off in eight again? I'm like, not far off from eight again. In fact, this might be the one where I'm willing to go lower than it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the performances were like that. You're right. Like it is kind of noticeable this episode. Like some of the performances, it's not like the whole character was bad. It's just like a few line deliveries or a few decisions they made. Or just like to God, go with damn, really, way. yeah. Um. Uh, and I'd be willing to balance it out at an eight. You know, there is enough great stuff. You know, Peter Dinklage does dominate as Tyrion. Michelle Farrelly does amazing as Catelyn. Uh, Talisa and Rob, they did a, Talisa and Rob do a fucking fantastic job. Just a couple line deliveries from Peter, uh, a line delivery from the Red Woman. Uh, just a, a pointless, a pointless scene for my money, uh, in, in the, the just brutal torturing of that one woman. Mm. Like, yeah, I maybe don't know. maybe a seven five. I think eight is a little too nice for this one. Um, I don't know. I well, the bad was just small. Like the actual story itself, it's good. Was good. Yeah, it was just it felt a little misogynistic in in some ways that they got there you know just for for tv just for to get women on screen in a certain way um so i mean maybe eight would you label this would like eight would tie it for the worst episode of the show so far and what else is that oh the pilot and episode three Now let me throw this at you. Our worst episode of House of the Dragon is episode six, The Princess and the Queen, the one where Hall burns. And... Oh, and yeah, I, I got a picture of Heron or I looked at Hall after Laris burned it down. Mm. It is, that fire did it. He burnt the whole fucking thing down. Like, yeah, like, he, d- he did the damage. Um, Crazy. So... But that episode is what warranted a 7-5 out of us in House of the Dragon time. Hmm. Is this on that level? Does it drop below an 8? Do you think it can only go up or that it's... I think it can only go down. Okay. Because that's where I don't... I'm not comfortable eight, eight giving 8 is my ceiling. Yeah. Because right now, the it's just 8 across the board. So that's an easy average of 8. Um. It's just I don't I don't know if I would give the episode over overall an eight and the area it does fall in is critically. Like that is where I would like I I still enjoy the episode on large. And as for a Game of Thrones episode, the politicking was great. The conniving, the backstabbing, I loved. Um I don't know, maybe this is like a for Game of Thrones standards, this like not a very great episode of television, no. I don't think. It's also not visually all that. It didn't have much that stood out to me about it. 
Um, I think I think even even straight up a point, a full point. Below That's what I was going to say. Seven, fair. like seven, is still good. That's still a good episode of television. Yes. Like, I think that's that is actually fair. The seven, and a seventy-seven percent feels more right. That does tie it overall for our our worst episode of the show so far with I like season that. one episode three, Lord Snow. You know, and uh, yeah, I like that because during back then with Lord Snow, it was like they still haven't really found their style quite yet, and it was just kind of a weaker episode in large. This one, it's kind of they were straying away from their style a little bit just to go back to the let's test out and really see what we can get away with on TV sort of mindset. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I mean, I know the episode go, I mean, Blackwater is episode nine and I know what happens there. Um, yeah, right. So, no, Al- like, Alarm will grow, like, oh my God. This like, does make and, it the worst episode of the show, uh, alongside Lord Snow and the first rating below an 86% in about 10 episodes. Gotta happen though. You know, that's yeah. the thing is like, it's still this, there's only two that drop below an eight. Um, that's saying something like that's only Pretty two impressive. episodes so far have dropped below an eight. That is, it's not easy. Um, no, not by any means, but I do believe with that, we will conclude this episode of winter is blooming. Uh, go. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including tons of uh, comic book pull lists weekly. I'm going to start updating you guys on the Patreon uh, on new movies I'm watching, even if they're not new. Like, if they're new to me, first watches, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and give a a quick rating or a quick rating, a quick review, Uh, probably in, like, chunks. I probably won't do that, like, weekly, but, like, I watch 10 new movies and I... I talk about 10 new movies. Uh, we'll do that over there. So I'm definitely going to start doing that. Uh, if you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. You are fucking with me and Joe on Wednesdays. We're covering uh, the bad batch on our show. Rebellions bloom. Uh, and before long, uh, the Mandalorian will start picking up. That'll be nice. Uh, on Fridays, we got the comic book movie journey through film going. And uh, this week we got a goodie, as that will mark. Let's see. What is this week? We are in 24th. Superman 3 will come out this Friday. Uh, I believe that will be last Friday. Oh. And next this week will bring us Supergirl. Supergirl. Ooh, yay. That's a fun one. It'll bring us Supergirl, and it would also bring us the beginning of our comic character draft as that is coming out this Wednesday on February 1st. We've got oh. three rounds there for you. Uh, all of that's leading up to the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on the 17th. Part three of three will be out on February 15th. So got a nice little timed out three weeks there for you for the comic book character draft. We just got tons of content for you coming up. Uh, four episodes a week over the next couple weeks, uh, because we're also going to be doing... Something Star Wars related. We're thinking of Tales of the Jedi live commentary on February seventh. We just got a lot going, especially in the month of February. We're gonna be we're gonna be nice and stacked up for you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, tune in. Leave a five star rate and review wherever you're listening. Remember, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you.
And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and there's no cure for being a cunt.